Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are. My name is Tom, and I'd like to welcome you to a wonderful new spiritual podcast called Medicine Words, where our mission is to bring forth spiritual knowledge and wisdom to help you in your daily life and to help you heal from barriers that may be inhibiting you from your growth and your progress as a spiritual being. I'm joined today by my broadcasting partner, Ryan. We will be moderating and assisting with the broadcast for our keynote speaker, Keith, who is a world-renowned spiritual medium and teacher, and he'll bring forth today's content. Keith has a sacred gift to read energy from the souls of individuals, and he's been teaching and helping people for over 40 years with their own individual spiritual learning and circumstances. With each podcast, we'll choose a spiritual topic and have approximately 30 minutes of presented material, followed by some questions and answers. We know we won't be able to answer or even ask all of the questions on these topics, so we welcome you to listen and submit your own questions to this or any other subject on our webpage, medicinewords.net. Whether we're able to include them in a podcast or give you a direct answer, we'll be sure to respond one way or the other with answers to your questions. And at this moment, it is my great pleasure to begin our program. Welcome, and it is with great honor and privilege that I come to you today to discuss my perception of life, my perception about the privilege it is to be on this planet. We human beings have been evolving for thousands and thousands of years to come to this point of awareness, the awareness that we are indeed divine, that we as individuals are spiritual beings of light that have never died, never been born, but are eternal spiritual beings that are awakening to a human experience. You see, the entire world, the entire planet, the entire universe is divinely created for growth, for love, for us to choose love over fear. We human beings have the amazing opportunity to come into this world as spiritual light forces, to incarnate as physical beings, to grow and to learn. We have the experience and the gift of that which is the Creator to express ourselves in physical form. There has never been a being like you. There has never been the uniqueness that makes you you. That is the divine within inside of you. In the illusion of the human world, you are taught that you are a human being that must awaken to a spiritual experience where in fact you are a spiritual being that is always eternal, never died and never been born, that is having the privilege to being in a physical human experience. This is just the laws of physics. The laws of physics dictate that energy is never created, it's never destroyed, it's just transformed. Your soul is energy. It is light. It has never been born. It is never died, it is just transforming. It is evolving into a higher state. Oftentimes, I'm asked what constitutes the human consciousness. Although these questions have been asked through the eons and generations of time throughout history, this is my perception of the spiritual anatomy of the soul. Again, our soul is light. Light is energy never being created, never being destroyed, it is eternal. As we come into this world, it is with great privilege that we are physical. From our soul, we create the physical body. We create our emotional body. 
we create our intellectual body, we create our ego. You are the creator of your life and not the created in your life. As you have come through countless existences, eternally you, you have come to Mother Earth to grow by the experience. Before you were born, your soul designed the path and the circumstances that were the most conducive to your evolution at that particular time of growth. You come in this world to grow, and the purpose is to unconditionally love yourself. This planetary existence is a divine gift from God for us to learn the difference between what love is and what fear is. How do we do this? Through the evolution of time, we have evolved to this point of human existence. Somewhere in our travels through the vastness of the universe, our soul believed that fear was more powerful than love. Because the divine's love is unconditional, the divine created this particular realm of existence for us to learn the difference. You see, we have free will. We have free agency. We go through these different lives so that we can attract to us through the physical world and attract the opportunity to choose love over fear. Each human being is important and of the divine love. Each human being is created in the divine way. It is our soul that is divine. It is our spiritual purpose. Spirituality is defined as the person that is seated in integrity. When the soul of the person is grounded in integrity, that is what constitutes a spiritual person. Spirituality is not the individual that pretends or is a hypocrite or is the individual that causes harm to other people. It is a matter of a power of the word. The spiritual person, the integrity, is that as that person speaks, so too does that person do. The individual out of integrity is not the spiritual person. Your soul existed way before you physically did. Even before this planet, Mother Earth existed, your soul existed. You are now at a place in your life where you perceive yourself as seeking spirituality. It is never sought with inside of your logical mind. The mind is relegated by logic. A and B equals C. The spirit, however, that you are, just knows C. The divine spirit inside you expands and grows as the individual continues to grow, not just chronologically, but also by rising the vibration within the inside of the human consciousness. We do that with our feelings, with our thoughts, with our actions, with our deeds. We are all rising to a higher dimension. We are all rising to higher spirituality. You are personally responsible for your own vibration, your own life. This dispensation is often referred to as the fifth dimension. The third dimension is as most people are in, or at least most people go through, is the perception of 3D. There is the three dimensions. However, as you move into your soul away from the logical mind, you move into the love of your heart, and you move into the fifth dimension, which is that of creation, that which is intuition. You are an individual that is intuitive. You are your soul.
Human existence has existed in the third dimension for centuries since time began. However, we are now entering into this beautiful stage on this planet where we are going through the fourth dimension into the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is not a place. It is a conscious state of awareness in your heart. It is you choosing love over fear. It is by inherently rising your vibration to a level that is unconditional love. It is by you releasing your old baggage and staying in the present. The fifth dimension of consciousness, the being has risen to the level through their human existence to be in a total state of love. Keith, you've just mentioned unconditional love, and I believe there are many definitions for it out there. Can you help us understand just a little bit more of what it actually means? Unconditional love is just that. It is given from the divine to the individual to receive and empower their lives so they can empower and help others. It is the acceptance of the person that you actually are. Your life is of the divine by consciously ridding your vocabulary of profanity or hurtful words. You naturally rise your vibrational state into a higher state of love. By doing so, your inner dialect changes, and also will your life. You have the choice to be a liar and a deceiver. You have a choice to be profane. You have a choice to operate from your egoic mind, from a place of dishonesty. You also have a choice to transform your life with medicine words, by choosing love from your heart, by empathetically realizing the impact that you'll have on other people around you, your vibration will naturally evolve into a state of unconditional love. You have that empowerment inside of you. It is not bestowed upon you, it is your responsibility. You literally cease to become the created in your life, and you become the creator of your life. Your words have the power to create what it is that you need, what it is that you require in your life. Those visions and dreams that you have inside of you can thus be manifested into the physical world. Your thoughts create that which is around you. Your thoughts create your life, but it has to be then gone through your heart unconditionally, outwardly into the world, and as it returns to you, it is unconditionally received by you. This creating a sustainable cycle of your life. Keith, what you've described right there sounds an awful lot like a very popular subject, the laws of attraction. That is the definition of the laws of attraction. The laws of attraction is that you are putting out through your heart, through your heart chakra, through your desire, through your love, and attracting to you the opportunities and resources provided by the divine to create the highest manifestation of your physical human life. You see, therein lies a dilemma. For many people, you are waiting to see the outcome of your life. Some of you even go to the point where you feel that as you die is when you get your reward in life. Your reward in life is your life. The privilege of being a human being on this planet at this time is your reward. 
your physical body, your emotional body, mental state, healing itself is your reward. If you have illness and your physical, natural immune system heals you, that is your reward. If you see the beauty of the world around you and you hear the music and the sound and you hear the birds, that is your reward. You as human beings are not a puzzle. You are not a prisoner. You are not a problem. You are a person. Your person, your personhood, believe in yourself as an amazing person on this planet. The only thing you need to exist on this planet is that which you already have. That is your birthright. When you were born into this world, your spiritual journey was continuing into the physical world. Your person and your individual is that of the divine. Each individual of human consciousness is in the tapestry of the human world. Each human being is like a needle with a thread that is interweaving with all other humanity. As you interweave, you are creating and co-creating this beautiful tapestry called human consciousness. You are connected with all other living human beings. You are connected with all other beings on beautiful Mother Earth. As you are this needle and you have this thread that is interweaving in the human tapestry worldwide, it is your responsibility then to act responsibly toward other people with kindness, understanding, empathy, and love. As you do, not only do you affect your life as an individual, but you affect the entire world fabric of the human existence. Yes, you, as one individual, have that ability to heal those around you. You sometimes feel that you are powerless, but you are not. If you were to gain healing wisdom, perhaps a doctor or medical practitioner, you set up a practice and you helped people, that would obviously be of a healing life. You can also, without any education whatsoever, be a healer just by the grace of your heart. Have a listening ear to those in need. Brighten someone's day by your word to them. That is how you affect, in medicine words, those around you. You need no degree. You need no special education. You just need the open heart of empathy and medicine words. Oftentimes, human beings look to other places in regarding their tragedy or their difficulties. The seven billion people on this planet contribute and do create the human existence. Each one of us creates that which we are, and we create to a smaller part or the fragment of the human existence as a unique being unto yourself. You are unlike anyone else. If you look at yourself inside your heart and your soul, and ask yourself the question, what kind of world would this be if everyone in it was just like me? What kind of world would I live in if everyone acted and was like me? Where is it that you define others differently than yourself to the point of hurting them? Where is it inside you that you judge or that you are unkind to another individual? 
the effects ripple out and affects the whole human consciousness. Where is it that you are looking others in a way that is different than you? It must be wrong and it must be condemned, you think. However, if you can rise above it, you look beyond the differences as something that is condemnable, and you look at it as the way the divine creates everything uniquely. Everything is of the divine. Everything that God creates, God does not make a mistake in creating anything or anyone. So where you condemn another, look inside of your heart, look inside of your soul, to see where that darkness in you needs to be raised to light and love. As an individual human being, it is a high state of ignorance to judge a group of people, any group, based on their race, their gender, their color, their nationality, their sexual preference. If you are judging them as a whole, it is a high state of your own ignorance, and it is not of a loving divine. If you look at any person, any group of people, there are, of course, those that are going to be very evolved. Each individual group has people contained in it that is both loving and caring and evolved, and there's also those people that are not. So if you judge a group of people by the country that they are from or the religion that they hold dear, their looks, their gender, who they choose to love, it is truly only hurting you. It is keeping you in a dense state of judgment and is only limiting you. Judgment is fear-based. If you can take that judgment and you can evolve it into love, your judgment will become discretion. You are then entering into a discretionary point of view. Rather than to judge the whole group as being one way or the other, you would get to know the individuals that comprise that group, and you would then discern for yourself whether it is based on their qualities, attributes, their attraction or non-attraction to you, if you would pursue a friendship or pursue any kind of relationship with the individual. Therefore, you are going to attract to you acquaintances and friends of the vastness of the human tapestry. It is going to expand your consciousness. You will have the great privilege of meeting other people from a diverse sense of groups, different individuals that can teach you by the experience of being close to them and their friends. You then will no longer judge a group of people simply because they are different than you. Every human being, every individual, every life force on this planet Earth is of the divine and is evolving into a higher state of light. When you judge another individual because of their differences or because of their expressions of love, it is keeping you down in your own prison. It is keeping you in your judgment. It is defining you as superior and making them inferior. The divine does not see that. You see, the divine is the creation of life in love. The divine creates in vastness. The divine creates in uniqueness. The divine does not equate the flight of the eagle superior to the flight of the butterfly. The quality of your life as you judge, your life will suffer. Those who you are judging do not care, nor do they hear your judgment. It is only you that is harboring that judgment or that fear. Those who you are judging are also not going to be affected by your judgment, but they are raising their vibration. 
your spiritual light will not vibrate to the frequency of love, and with that there will be a dis-ease in your soul. Your dis-ease of your soul will become an emotional disease. The dis-ease of your soul will bring about a mental dis-ease. It can bring about emotional and physical disease. Any disease that you have inside of your emotions, your mind, or your heart is brought on by a spiritual dis-ease. Because you create your own life, judge not, be at harmony, be at one with all around you. Become aware of that which is inside of you that needs to transform and change. That in and of itself is a divine gift. You cannot fix anything unless you realize it's broken. If it is everyone else's problems and not your own that you are not happy, then it is your disconnection from life. It is you that is projecting that on people, and thus you are being created by them. If you are angry at the world because you perceive that the world owes you a living, and it's not paying up as it should, it is then your issue. The reward in life is your responsibility in life to love yourself and as your unique self. It is then up to you to make the commitment for you to create your life in freedom and joy. Drop the ego. Go out and meet the other people that are around you. Your greatest challenge, your greatest freedom, would be to intentionally meet the people you judge. Go out and meet the individuals. Associate with the people that you feel you're superior to, and thus, more likely, they will become your friend. As we came into this world, before you were born, spiritually, we had a design in life that was perfect for us. We designed a life based on our past experiences, what our soul desired to learn and to grow. As we have gone through our past lives, we have experienced that which has brought us fear, joy, pain, and ecstasy. We have come into this world, and we are with our angels. We design a life to fit into this world that is karmatically correct for us. Karma is a set of circumstances much like going to school. Each individual goes from the first grade to the second grade to the third grade and then to the senior year of college. It's a metaphor of how our lives work. We are in school. We are in the campus called Earth. As we go through our past lives, we as Earth students are learning and growing. Before we are born, we decided which circumstances would be best suited for our own personal spiritual growth. Before we were born, as individuals coming into this world, we are looking at our lives and deciding some of us may be to become a teacher and a healer. Some of us to become less violent. Some of us to look at our lives and to correct our past that was violence or bigotry or prejudice or racism. We look at our lives in a way of divine light to bring to us with grace that which we need to grow. Perceive your life as a gift. Perceive your world as a privilege. Your life is a dream life of many people on this planet. Your life, the experiences that you're having, the fact that you're going through this world, is a privilege. View that inside your heart. Move away from your ego, and your life would change. 
It is a higher state of consciousness to equate yourself with all that is around you. Of course, use your divine sense of grace to move away which would offend you, but also to learn and to grow by your experience. Before each individual is born as a human being, we as a soul design our life in perfect, spiritual, eloquent expression of our own personal growth and journey. We go into this world much like a student. If, for example, a person is going to college, that person that goes to college to become an architect would take a very different course than someone that's going to become a doctor. As we come in this world, we design it with our own personal unique sense of self. We design the place where we're going to be born, our families, our gender, our looks, our attributes, our strengths, and our weaknesses are all a part of our physical circumstances so that we can grow and become who we are. That is both internally our spiritual karma and also externally the circumstances as well. Keith, you touched on a subject that many people often discuss, and that is karma. I believe people have different understandings and different definitions of karma. Can you elaborate on karma a little bit? And also, specifically, you mentioned internal and external karma. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, please? The internal karma is that which is internally uniquely to you. Internal karma can be both adversity and advantageous. It is advantageous if you come into this world with spiritual karma and you are highly evolved and you are a being of love. And you also are intellectually very astute. You're a genius. You are physically fit and you're emotionally very balanced. It is adversity if you come into this world and you are perhaps emotionally paranoid schizophrenic or if you are mentally ill or physically handicapped in some way. Perhaps it is perceived as adversity. Or perhaps it is an experience that you as a soul chose before you were born to come to this world and to learn through it, to overcome it, to give a gift to someone else by their observation of you. A person perhaps that has dyslexia could be a person that is shunting the mental egoic mind down so that they are not focused or distracted by logic that they do not need but are focused on the heart center. They are focusing more on empathy. They are focusing more on life. So though dyslexic can be something that can be perceived as adversity, in effect, it is something that was focusing or gearing the soul to look inside a deeper place in the heart. Both spiritual advantage and adversity are of the divine, is causing you to experience your life to grow, for you to love yourself and those around you. Both advantage and adversity can work in your spiritual favor. If we come into this world from a very loving home that can teach us and that we feel nurtured, we can feel that kindness from our home. We have confidence and we grow from that point. We can also come into a very loving home and we can feel the love, yet we could have anger that we have to deal with. And so that anger becomes more predominant. In our 20s and 30s, we realize that anger could be coming from a different perspective or perhaps a different life. If we do not overcome that anger, the anger can destroy us. The word anger, if you put a D on it, becomes the word danger. 
Each individual is responsible for their own life. Quit blaming your family experience for your current problems. If you are over 21, it is now your responsibility to grow with inside yourself, to find the good with inside your parents and your family, to find the spiritual purpose that you came through them, and to grow as you are. If you come from a loving, wonderful family, and you have turned out with such advantage, then be grateful. If you've come from a very difficult or perhaps an abusive family, be grateful. Your soul chose it. Perhaps you as a spiritual being of light came in this world to know freedom and to know joy. You chose a family that was adverse to you, abusive perhaps, so that you could separate yourself very quickly. You came to this world so you could look at your family and say, this is an example of what I am not. I'm not going to follow this abuse. Whether the abuse comes in emotional abuse, physical abuse, strict religion, strict philosophies, conservative, whatever the abuse could be, you have the amazing privilege of being yourself quicker, to know yourself thoroughly, to experience yourself with freedom, and to grow with love. The other two choices of coming from that family, you can be a victim. You can ride the victimhood and you become a person that is miserable. And you are a person that talks always about the problems you have. Perhaps you go into drugs and alcohol. You're 50 years old and you've allowed your family to destroy you. The other alternative would be that you can try to placate to your family, try to please them. If you just did this or did that, perhaps they would love you. You'll be 50 years old and they still will be the same and you will have not known yourself. But perhaps your soul came through this adversity in your family so that you can know who you are, so that you can stand firm and you can blossom and you can grow. So when you're 50, you did it your way. You learned by that adversity and it was a divine gift for you. There is no blaming other people in the divine world. You are an individual that spiritually came in this world with grace and perfection. The universe is that which is love and light. Viewed sometimes through our mind, it can be something that is a difficulty. You can even get into great paranoia. However, using the laws of transformation, arise away from the fear of the mind, which would cause paranoia. Transform that in the love of your heart into that which is pronoia. Paranoia is that you fear everything around you is out to get you or to destroy you. The opposite or the transformation of that is the sense that the universe is friendly, that God did not make a mistake in you, and that that around you is conspiring for you. Keith, you touched a little bit on the subject of adversity, and we all face adversity. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Adversity is something that we go through or that we attract to us to grow from. Adversity can be something that you learn by the experience that you have. If you came into the world and you feel adversity from your family or the world around you, your soul was seeking experiences of freedom. Since we are experiential beings of light, in order to experience freedom, you have got to have choices. So at times, you are so in turmoil in the emotions because there is choices to make. Sometimes the mind can be overwhelmed with logical choices 
because none of it makes sense. If you can go inside your soul, inside your heart, to know that which is love, then you see that spiritually, in order to know freedom, you must have choices. So you express yourself and you look at yourself as your own guiding light. There might not be the certain answers inside the mind. There might still be some emotional uncertainties, but it is you and your soul that is making the choice and living with the consequences. We talk a lot about spiritual path destinies. We talk about psychics predicting the future. As a psychic, you are viewing your own choices or the choices of the person that you are psychically reading. In other words, any psychic is only reading the person's choices. We all have freedom. As you go through your life, what you're experiencing now is the choices you've made so far. The choices you're making today, next week, and in the future is your realities of your future. The adversity that we feel occasionally is by the experience. We can learn by the experience that the fire is hot by sticking our hand in it and learning by that experience. We can also learn the fire is hot by observation, by observing that that fire is hot and you don't want to touch it because you would get burned. Same is the true with your life. You're a person that you came into this world to learn by the experience. It is your choice whether you learn by the adversities or whether you learn by that which is observation. As we reflect in our lives, we become our own introspective in our own soul. We begin to grow. We begin to attract other individuals like us. The highest level that we can vibrate is that of peace. The peace of knowing that the Creator did not create a mistake, did not create any biological errors. There are no mistakes. There is human consciousness that lives outside of that which is divine love. And that can create adversity or sometimes chaos. But know that there is a divine plan, there is divine order in this world, and it is not chaos. consciousness, we see things as polarities. This is of the third dimension. As we grow, our soul expands. As our soul expands, we begin to become consciously aware of all that is around us, the variety of life, the variety of personalities existing in those that are around us. We look at things as right and wrong. We look at things as different. We look at things, perhaps, if they're different than us, then that is wrong. This is what causes the great wars of the human consciousness. It is because people look at the world in differences. Differences in the individual is wrong. So people will seek to destroy each other. We are now entering a place where we are exiting from the third dimension consciousness. We are moving through the fourth dimension into the fifth dimension. In the fifth dimension, it is unconditional love. It is our soul that is creating our reality and our life. No longer do we perceive things as different if they are different from us, as wrong. We perceive it as a part of us, 
a part of who we are. We see that we breathe the same air, that we're interconnected, and that is something to be cherished, something that is reverent, something that is sacred. However, at the same time, we become consciously aware that the world can cause pain for those that are around us. As we begin to explore this, perhaps some of us rise to a conscious awareness that we want to help. We want to do something to alleviate the suffering that seems to be on Mother Earth. With great intent and great kindness, we go out and we do our best to help those around us. However, let us not forget that all is divinely created from that which is spiritual, that which is of the divine creator, created Mother Earth and the energy that we are. The divine creator has created everything unique with perfection. So as you are approaching something or someone that needs help, make sure that that something or someone wants the help and is receiving it. You must perceive it as help being given that is open to receiving the help from you. I'll give you an example. Sometimes we as human beings have good intention, but we can cause great harm. There once was a monkey, and this monkey was incredibly happy. He lived in a tree, and he was safe. He lived in a tree, and he could eat, and he had friends. He also decided that because he had so much safety and happiness, he wanted to help those around him. So he went to the river, and he saw these fish in the river. And as he looked at these fish, he thought he would help them out because they were in water and they would drown. So he took these fish one by one and put them in his tree so they would be safe like him. So he put those fish in his environment to save their lives without actually comprehending the intent of the kind monkey was true, but the consequences deadly for the fish. So too do human beings, sometimes with good intent, harm other individuals. There have been countless generations, countless people that have got together and warred against other, each one of those groups believing that they were right. Each one of those groups in the name of country, God, religion, warring against others, in the name of righteousness, that they knew they were right. So you see, as you go through your life, part of the conscious awareness of spiritual growth is that your virtual self expands with the light of love and truth to the point that you see that you are a part of all that is. You see that you are created from the divine. You see that others are also created from the divine, and you are all part of the same. Though it could be different, though it is expressing itself different, if it is of love, if it has a soul, it is of God. So interference is something to first think thoroughly through before interceding on other people's ideas. As you begin to grow, you begin to know that, yes, you can create your own life and allow others to love and create their life as they choose as well. In summary, you are already where you should be. You're already experiencing the divine. You are already a spiritual being of light. With inside of your heart, allow the love to extend from your soul outward to all around you. 
Remember, all the answers that you seek are already inherently within inside of who you are. Release your egoic mind. Do not seek the validation or the interpretation of people around you. Open your heart and be your unique self. You are not strange. You are not peculiar. You are unique. You are created uniquely to blend in with all that is around you, with your divine purpose. Know that you are loved. Know that you are created in love. Know that the divine does not make mistakes in that which it creates. As your mind seeks to control, find a still place and silence yourself. Allow your heart to open up. Sometimes, in retrospect, you can see perhaps it was dormant, but perhaps also the divine soul that you are was active, was in your life, and guiding you to this present moment. Your life is lived in the present. It is now. Release your past, stay in the present, and create your future. I hope in some small way you too can have the privilege of speaking medicine words to someone else. Give them a healing word. Always be well. Always be centered in love. Thank you, Keith, and hello to our wonderful audience. My name is Ryan, and I'll be directing the question and answer portion of our podcast. First, is reincarnation real? That's a very good question, and I thank you for asking that. Reincarnation is somewhat baffling to me in a way, because as I look at reincarnation past lives, when I transcend time and space, when I move beyond the physical ego, I can see all lives. I can see past lives that people have lived. So I can perceive it, and since I perceive it, I believe it. However, when I'm in my logical conscious mind, and I'm thinking and evaluating A, B equals C, past lives actually make no sense. There are approximately 7.5 billion people on this planet. Human beings have been on the planet for about 200,000 years. The first time that there was a billion people on this planet was the year 1960. So there has not been enough past lives people that 7.5 billion people could live multiple past lives. So I seek direction and I seek understanding from those who I respect. And as I do, some of my cohorts, my spiritual advisors say that it is because we live multiple past lives, perhaps on different realms or different planetary existence or different galaxies. And those are what we perceive as past lives. Others will advise that we're all members of soul groups, and because of those soul groups, that we share past lives, so that we are basically one soul anyway. That if you look at the seven and a half billion people on the planet, we do comprise that the information, the knowledge, and the experience is all being shared. Nobody lives in a vacuum, whether it's physical world or whether it's spiritual. I know that I existed before I was physically born. I know my soul is eternal, and I know that God loves me and created me with perfection I also know that when I die physically, although the physical body will be released and it's temporary, I know that I'm going to exist eternally after this as well. 
I know it's a gift and a joy. So how the past lives or reincarnation or creationalists or all the dogma and theological belief systems, I'm not so sure it totally matters other than I know that I'm divinely created. So that might be a little bit vague, but that's how I perceive it to be. Thank you. Okay, very interesting. Second question, you also spoke about Earth being a university. So does that mean that there are other universities out there? Without doubt. There is, without doubt, endless worlds, endless creation. This particular world is that which is the university of empathy. We are learning to be empathetic toward other people. In fact, the only hurt you'll ever feel in this life is the hurt that you cause for someone else. The joy that you feel is the joy that you feel for someone else. So the Earth, the planet, has only been around really four and a half billion years. In the term of the greater realm of all that is eternal, that's very brief. So I personally choose to believe that there is infinite worlds. I choose to believe that as I resonate on this planet, how I believe and what I create will then carry me forth to the next realm, the next planet, the next level, the next realm of existence. And that for me is only unconditional love and joy and peace. So you see, I believe that I'm creating my next life by what I'm doing here in this world. Not as a reward, not as a punishment, but just as a vibration, an experience of empathy, kindness. I believe that we are all angels in the making or masters. We are all individuals that are miracles of this life. Love that perspective. And last question. You spoke about karma being a set of circumstances. Are we suffering in this life for bad things that we possibly have done in a previous life? Well, if you look up the definition of karma, it actually means action. So what one of us does not have action, we have karma. So it's a matter of being mindful in our action that will create our karma or our circumstances. Karma is a set of circumstances that you chose in this life to learn by. So based on where you're at, where you're vibrating, you come in this world and your karma, the circumstances could be that you were born into a place that was poverty stricken or war torn or oppressed. And your karma, you felt that in past lives, or perhaps you participated in that in past lives. It is not a punishment. It is just a mirror, a mirror of truth. So perhaps you came in this world and you've perceived as that you are gifted spiritually, that you are intellectually very astute, that you're physically healthy and attractive. Perhaps you have wealth. It is not a reward. It is a circumstances or a karma that you have. So it is your action. Do you take your wealth and do you enslave people or hold that over them? Or do you create something of an institute of learning or perhaps finance a medical institution? It is how you use your action, karma. So everything you do, and it's not overwhelming. It is like, do you choose to be a vegan or vegetarian or eat meat? And as you do choose to eat meat, do you bless the animal that you're eating, that it's giving you the energy you need? If I look at a person, if there is a vibration that is horizontal, it is karma. Karma has to do with this, like holding things back a little bit. In other words, it's a, it's a little bit of a restriction. It is, quite frankly, that which is religious allegories or political bureaucracy. If you bring a baby home, you put this baby into the crib. The crib has bars to hold this baby safe. However, the baby grows, and you would no longer keep this baby in the crib because that crib would then be its prison. Once you break free of, like, the Santa Claus God perception or the genie God, 
you are breaking free of your karma. You realize that God is not wrathful. It is not a God-fearing person. You realize that karma does not hold you, that you are freeing yourself from it. When you escape the bounds of karma, you go into that which is dharma. Dharma is propelling you into your own truth. Dharma is your own God-self. Dharma is the realization that you have purpose. It is a Buddhist philosophy that the Dharma doors are open, that no matter what darkness you are participating in, no matter what you are doing, you are illuminated with light, and you have gratitude. You realize that God is no more wrathful, but you are a part of God. You don't understand the totality of life or the universe, and you probably never will, but you do understand that you are loved and you are liked. So karma is a stepping stone to your own enlightenment. It is as if to say there is the third grade before the fourth grade. There is the elementary before the junior high. There is the junior high before the high school. And there is also, of course, the graduation. Reincarnation, like karma, are not infinite. It's not forever. It is finite. It is only a physical perception in this world that reincarnation has a beginning and an end to it. But your life and your soul is eternally you. Thank you for listening. Join us again on Medicine Words. That concludes today's message from Medicine Words. My thanks to our spiritual medium, Keith, and to my broadcasting partner, Ryan. My name is Tom, and I hope you've enjoyed the content of today's podcast. Join us each month for a new podcast with spiritual topics about all the greatest questions of the universe. You can visit our website at medicinewords.net to find previous podcasts and to stay up to date on our latest material. You can also submit questions on our website, which we may use in future podcasts. Also, if you like, you can subscribe and we'll be sure to send you a reminder each month with a link to our latest podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us again on Medicine Words.